Welcome to the No Budget RC Podcast. I am your host, Eli, and you are listening to episode 23. Okay, so we always start off with what's new in my RC garage. Um, what do I got new in my RC garage? This week I have... I bought a uh, Genesis 7.2 volt electric screwdriver and a set of quarter-inch drive um, team-associated hex bits for it. And uh, that thing is great. I mean, I've been turning wrenches in RC for about five years without one. And I am so happy I got this. I wish I would have done it years ago. It makes working on an RC so much more enjoyable. Especially with my axial bomber. Anyone that has an axial bomber, you know that there is eight screws that need to come out to separate the cage from the uh, lower part of the chassis to actually get in and work on any of your electronics. And those are some long-winded screws. So this thing has been amazing for working on the bomber. The other thing I have new is I did finally get a set of beef patties for the rear of my SCX-10. So I now have beef patties front and rear. Should help keep it planted on the ground a little better. You know, for those steep climbs or steep climbs or side hilling. Okay, so the main topic of this episode is in the last episode I told you I had won a Red Cat Everest Gen 7 Sport. And it was delivered to me. And this is kind of going to be my review episode of it. So, it showed up. I watched a lot of videos on YouTube. I read any article I could find online about them. And I started going to work on all the things they said you need to fix. If you are not familiar with this rig... The steering radius out of the box is horrendous. There's, uh, on the steering knuckles, there's some little tabs, that's little, like, bump stops that stick out, and when you turn, they actually make contact with the screws that hold the C-hubs onto the axle. So the first thing that I had to do was shave those off. Not really a big deal. They're plastic. Took the Dremel to them. They're gone in a matter of seconds. At this point, that causes your drag link or tie rod or whatever you want to call it, the the long steering bar across the front axle to hit the center of the axle. So a lot of people were like grinding a notch into the front axle. If you go too deep, then you get in where you can get dirt and debris in, you know, if you were to go all the way down and through the plastic. I didn't want to go that route. I've seen where people were ordering SCX-10, um steering links and that was working for them what I discovered is I actually had a set of SCX-10 just the rod ends on a parts tree and unscrewed the red cat ones which were straight and put those curved uh, SCX-10 ones on there worked great so that took care of the steering issue okay so let's get into some of the pros The Red Cat Everest Gen 7 Sport comes with all metal links. That is phenomenal in a ready-to-run, especially a ready-to-run that comes in at $200. It comes with real beadlock wheels. That is also awesome for a ready-to-run, and especially a ready-to-run that comes in at $200. However, I was able to remove the tire from the wheel just by pulling it. You could just pull the bead out. I was able to fix this, and you can go on YouTube and go to the No Budget RC YouTube channel, 
and see a video how I fix this. Actually, I had to do some sanding on the actual wheel itself, and this fixed it, and it worked great. Um, another pro, I really like the frame rails on this truck. And the last thing I've written down here for pros is the tires. They're not awesome tires, but as far as a ready-to-run tire, I think they are up near the top as far as ready-to-run tires. They are actually a pretty decent tire. Besides being a pretty decent ready-to-run tire, they are also a licensed tire. They are a Super Swamper IROC licensed tire, which is also really cool for a budget ready-to-run truck. It definitely costs them money to license these tires. So Now we get into the things I did not like about it. And uh, some of them, well, we'll start off with, okay, it has plastic lockers, which if you know about axial trucks, which is what I'm going to compare this to, because that's what I know is axial SCX-10s. I have owned probably five of them. I currently own one. So that's kind of what I'm going to compare it to as far as uh, trail trucks. So it has plastic lockers, and they're all plastic on the sport version. Uh, I guess if you get the uh, pro version that the actually has a metal locker. Now, Axial SCX-10s have a plastic locker, but it has it's both plastic and metal. This thing is all plastic. You have that small end of the axle slides into just a piece of plastic. And this concerns me. I am afraid that that is going to strip out. Um, we already went over the poor turning radius. Um couple of things comes with the the bumpers look kind of nice on it but the bumpers that come on it are huge i ended up cutting the bumpers down now there's a mod where you can flip the bumper mounts and that raises the bumpers up a little bit and then i sucked them in as far as i could without them hitting the tires under you know the suspension under load and then i uh, ended up trimming the body up to fit around the bumpers and then I actually ended up trimming some more off of the front bumper so I could suck it in closer. Because it sticks out there. It's a, it's a large bumper. Um, now, one of the things I discovered, because I did try and put a SCX-10 bumper that I had on there. And I had to kind of cut up that SCX-10 bumper to make it fit. And I will tell you, the plastics, the axial plastics are definitely a lot tougher. They're a lot harder to cut than the uh, Red Cat plastics were. So their plastics are definitely softer, more flexible, and they are easier to cut. I was able to cut up the bumper just using a uh, new blade and a uh, hobby knife. I was able to cut right through the bumper on the Red Cat. And it was definitely much tougher to cut through the axial bumper when I cut it up. And I ended up switching back to the Red Cat one because the axial one didn't really fit it. It was actually too small and sat too low. A um, couple of things that are just, I guess we'll just call them uh, basically design flaws or poor quality control. Um, the rear drive shaft is actually too long for the truck. And I'm not the only one. I saw several people, you know, in forums and on YouTube that had the same problem. The rear, the telescoping rear drive shaft was actually bottoming out before your suspension bottomed out. So I actually had to pull it apart and cut it down, make it a little bit shorter. And uh, one of the other issues is uh, 
the upgrade parts for it, a lot of them, you look up basically what your stock plastic part number is, and uh, a lot of them aren't, aren't uh, Red Cat. When you go to get the aluminum upgrades, you have to actually get them for an HSP. And this kind of worries me that I would be ordering something, because most of me are ordering from China. They're not a lot of cost, but most of, the, most of the aluminum upgrades were pretty cheap. But you're waiting a long time for that to ship in to find out that you bought the wrong part. And that's one of those areas where Axial definitely hasn't beat because so many people make parts for Axial. And, uh, you know, there's, as far as the aftermarket upgrade, they just, they can't compete with uh, Axial there. So my final thoughts on this vehicle and the Red Cat Everest Gen 7 Sport. Do I recommend it? If you're willing to do a little bit of tinkering and, uh, I mean, it's not even, like, cost-wise. I mean, it's very cheap to do the little bit of stuff that I have done to it. It's just, basically, you have to be willing to do the tinkering. So if you're a noob and you don't know anything about RC, and this is your first crawler, and you're not mechanically inclined, I might say stay away from it. But if you are mechanically inclined or you have been working on RCs for a while... At $200, I would definitely say go for it if you're looking for a budget ready to run. Um, it does come with a battery even. Yeah, yeah, it's a nickel metal hydride battery and a charger. And it's a slow trickle wall charger, but it will get you started. If you're somebody who used to be into RC and you got out and you're looking to get back in, this is going to give you everything. The, literally, the only thing you need to add is the AA batteries for the radio. And it's actually a pretty nice radio. I actually like the radio better than the uh, Tactic radio that comes stock with the SCX-10s. Um, it's a pretty decent radio. I believe it is a rebranded re -branded FlySky radio. Um, but it's a pretty decent radio. It has you know, everything you would expect in a ready-to-run radio. It feels good in the hand. You know, it's a pretty decent radio. And literally, it comes with everything other than the AA batteries for the radio. At 200 bucks, I believe the cheapest SCX-10 out there, it would be the Deadbolt, which runs about 300 bucks. I know here a couple weeks ago or a week ago, Tower Hobbies had them for 229, but that's not a typical price. And I did check last night, and they are back up to 299 on them. So you're looking at 100 bucks more. You're gonna have to supply a battery and a charger with the deadbolt um, yes you'll probably end up upgrading the battery and charger on the red cat down the road but it gives you everything you need out of the box to get started so with that being said you know I'm saying that I would recommend it at the $200 price I also got to tell you guys I no longer have the red cat Everest gen 7 I sold it I was just looking at you know I was sitting here looking at it and I started looking at upgrades for it and I'm like, why am I going to put money into another crawler when I already have a fairly well, you know, fairly built SCX-10 deadbolt sitting here? I've already dumped a lot of money into upgrades on it. And I'm in the process of trying to build my bomber. So it just did not make sense to have that vehicle sitting here and trying to dump money into two vehicles at once. So I sold that. 
And I'm using the money from that to buy more parts for the bomber. I actually ordered some more parts. They should be here probably by the next episode. I'll be telling you about those parts. So uh, tune in for the next episode to hear more, you know, about what's going on with the bomber. I did get out, and uh, this weekend I didn't get out and do any running. I had stuff going on at home and ended up getting sick. But the weekend before, we actually did a rock race at my local track. I did come in in very last place as far as my class, the 2.2 solid axle class. So that also kind of prompted me to sell it to get more parts for the bomber. So I just couldn't compete with those guys out there. Um, the one guy that I could kind of keep up with, I just ended up, I had a couple wrecks in the race, in the final race, and he ended up passing me and I ended up coming in dead last. The week before that, I got out to a local spot here in uh, Clark County, Washington, uh, on the Lewis River called Lucia Falls. It's the first time I ever crawled at Lucia Falls. I posted up a short video clip of uh, the deadbolt crawling up a small waterfall. Um, that is on the No Budget RC uh, YouTube channel. You can check that out. But I had a great time there. Um, they actually had, over this over the weekend, they had a comp crawl there. I was unable to make it. I had to work on Saturday. I'm kicking myself for missing that. Really, that's all I had for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening, and please tune in and check out the other episodes.